This is the Eminem Planet Podcast, episode 65. I'm your host, Joel Amidon. Thank you for joining me on this never-ending quest to figure out how to teach better. Today on the podcast, we're putting a bow on 2021, and the way that we're doing that is a little unique. Um, I was invited recently to submit an article to the Ear to the Ground uh, section or department of the NCTM Practitioner Journal that's called Mathematics Teacher learning and teaching pre-k to 12 and the title of that article is about sharing the golden nuggets or thinking about basically this podcast and the kind of the the thought process behind it which was reading things or hearing things and thinking about well what does this have to do for teaching and then wanting to have conversations with people about that or want to share those learnings and i would do that in my classes and things but it was just the podcast has become a way to just broaden the impact a little bit and yeah it's we're not making any top 10 lists anytime soon, but more and more often the, the, the reach of the podcast is growing and, and the things we're able to do with the podcast is a little bit, um, gets bigger and bigger. And just also selfishly, I'm having lots of awesome conversations. And so, um, the article kind of highlights my thought process behind the podcast and then highlights some episodes, uh, and things and learnings I've had from the the podcast. And so I invited my grad assistant, Kayla Luke, to join me on this episode, which we'll get to in just a second, to talk about 2021 and think about all the different learnings and things and, and talk about the podcast from uh, like, what were the most downloaded things or what were the things that she saw were most beneficial. And we'll also talk about what are our top five golden nuggets, which was kind of the the theme that the article is called sharing the golden nuggets. So golden nuggets being, advice, resources, um, uh, anything that you've received that helped you become a better teacher, that's a golden nugget. And so again, we, uh, Kayla and I go back and forth with regards to our golden nuggets. We share some of the things from the episodes that we've gotten and then think about, well, what do we want to learn going forward or what do we want to do going forward with our teaching? And so it's just, you know, it's the end of the year. So it's a nice time to do that sort of reflection and then also looking forward. So Without further delay, here's my conversation with Kayla Luke talking about this article and just 2021 in general, thinking about sharing the golden nuggets. Kayla Luke, thanks for joining me on this episode of the Amazon Planet Podcast. It's a like end of the year episode of the Amazon Planet Podcast. You ready for this? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so Kayla, we've had a chance to work together this semester, but can you take a second to introduce yourselves to the listeners? Yes. So, hi, I'm Kayla Luke. Um, I'm from Byron, Mississippi, which is really close to Jackson, Mississippi. Grew up here my whole life, and then I went to undergrad at the University of Mississippi, and now I am currently working on my master's at the University of Mississippi, and I got um, my bachelor's degree in elementary education um, with a focus in math and social studies, and now I'm getting my master's in curriculum and instruction. So, And I'm a GA for Dr. Amadon. That's right. And this is part of your employment. No, no, it's not. No, no. <laughs> I, I was trying to come up with, and, and this was, you know, a little bit of background on the episode. So I like to do a like end of the year sort of thing. And as I'm one of my golden nuggets for this year, I'll just a little preview. One of my golden nuggets is that everything is better together. And so I was trying to think like, who would be someone to have on the podcast to talk about learnings from this year? And, I, and, you know, you have been there most of this year, like through, various iterations of thing and thinking about the pandemic and things like that. And also just, uh, we had a chance to teach a class this semester. And so I was like, Kayla, Kayla would be a great one. And I know, <laughs> and I know you were off. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a free time. 
And, and so, and what was another cool thing that I wanted to share through this episode is, uh, and there'll be a, will be a link to it in the show notes is I had an article published and great opportunity. And so a previous episode of the, uh, of the podcast with Jen Wolf and Crystal Kellick Craig. And we talked about, um, an article that was going to be coming out in the Mathmax teacher learning and teaching pre-K to 12 which is the NCTM, the National Council of Teachers of Mathematics. Man, lots of words here. National Council of Teachers of Mathematics, their practitioner journal. And they do. They did a column on, it's called Ear to the Ground. And I had a chance to write something for that column. And I called it Share the Golden Nuggets. And it was about this podcast. And they wanted me to share something about the podcast. So I thought, one, this would be a good end of the year sort of wrap up sort of thing. Also wanted to point to this article, point out to um, some of the golden nuggets that have been shared throughout the year. And again, couldn't think of a better person to do it than with you. So thank you, Kayla, for joining me. No problem. (laughs) All right. So um, you gave yourself introduction, which I really appreciate. And again, I love that, you know, you're from Byram, right? Yes. Does Byram have a Byram High School? Is Byram? No, it's Terry High School, which is a town really close to it. So, mm-hmm. so sm- small that you, you go to the adjoining? Yes. Like we became a city in 2008. Like I remember wow. becoming a city, but now we have a Chick-fil-A and a Walmart. It's really blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was from uh, Blacker Falls is where I, I initially grew up. And when, I can remember when we got the Pizza Hut and like, and the, but they didn't deliver to where we lived. So we had to go get it and then rewarm up the pizza. So I, I understand the excitement. And even when the McDonald's came in with the automatic, like, uh, uh, faucets like that was like a amusement park holy cow oh, all right small town living <laughs> awesome so yeah this um the article uh, the nctm article is sharing the golden nuggets and basically had a chance to kind of talk about where i'm at in my career and thinking about i've had opportunities to connect with people and have mentors and just people that have poured into me and they I would say share golden nuggets and they would give me golden nuggets of advice and resources and just investment and mentoring and all that sort of thing. And so what do you do with that? And even too thinking about podcasts, podcasts too are somewhere where someone is sharing a learning or uh, a part of a reading or just advice and expertise. And some, sometimes it's just sharing a laugh, but they're sharing, um, sharing part of themselves. And I, and so they're, being received golden nuggets all the time and then was being called to start the Amazon planet podcast and other podcasts in order to then share golden nuggets beyond my own scope of influence, which is a classroom, my family, local community, whatever. So now this is a chance to share things beyond and which is cool because I'm just, I'm looking at my, the downloads for the podcast. You see like there's downloads in Ireland, there's downloads like in other, many other countries and stuff like that, which is like, we have a big following in Germany for some, like, it's awesome. It's great. Like, I, like who, could, who could have thought that there's people out there listening in other places. So that, it's pretty cool. And so the, again, the point of the article, which again, will be linked to in the show notes for this episode, the link to uh, or the, in the article is just talking about, um, you know, the various, you know, golden nuggets that were given to me and then how, you know, the podcast is then let me share them. And so we thought what a better theme for this episode to talk about what golden nuggets have we gotten throughout the semester, a chance to also highlight some of the episodes from the podcast, but just also talk about general learnings as a way to like, let's wrap up 2021 and 
look forward to 2022. All right. So, all right, mm-hmm. let's, let's do this. So we're going to um, top five golden nuggets that we each have gained during 2021. And again, this could be anything that has helped us teach better. And we, we talk about teaching better and again, a variety of different ways. And we talk about all these different behaviors they can have in learning to teach better, where it's, whether it's staying fit, taking things personally, making it better, building relationships, remaining open-handed, all those have things that we talk about in our, in our methods class. And it's kind of these behaviors that we think um, are, are lead us to being better teachers, but okay. So back and forth, we're going to go kind of a, a ping pong match back and forth to talk about what our golden nuggets are. So do you want me to go first or do you want to go first, Kayla? How, do, how are you feeling? Uh, I can go first. Awesome. Um, my first one is kind of, I think unique, but honestly something that helped me a lot, um, starting grad school is I learned something recently about like personalized self care and like what that means. And so like, you always hear like, Oh, take a bubble bath or go do a fit. Like this sounds very weird. It's going to make sense. (laughs) Like having these things that are like what are supposed to be self-care, but I never found those to be self-care. I found them to be not for me. (laughs) And so like finding things that helped me take care of myself outside of the classroom so that when I got in the classroom, I felt more ready and refreshed and willing. And so one of those was genuinely just take it. Anytime I started to get overwhelmed or, felt like I was getting bogged down in all of it, I would just go outside and take a walk, whether that be on campus, because our campus is beautiful. And so just listening to some of my favorite music and then just going outside and taking a walk and enjoying that or taking a walk with a friend in a park and just have, that was the time that I felt like, because I was not inside where I felt like I was in all the time and I was outside and it was personalized to me where I could listen to my favorite music or just talk about life with a friend and things like that. So just finding ways to take care of myself that were unique to me, I think was the best way to help me feel refreshed in the classroom too. And a lot of that came, um, which I know doesn't really point back to any kind of text or anything, but honestly, we had talked about it in one of my grad school classes of like, what are ways that we're taking care of ourselves? And I didn't really know how I was doing that. And so it kind of forced me to think about it. So yeah, I love that idea of personalized self-care. And then I hope that, you know, listeners out there, we've talked a little bit about self-care on the podcast, but thinking about just different ways that help you be your best self, right? And so and we joked about it in, in the our class, but my Spotify rap came off and, and I, I listened to one song 281 times, uh, Bon Iver and Taylor Swift's Exile, 281 times. But there's something soothing to me about listening to a song over and over again. And if it's weird and whatever, and sometimes it's that song, there's other songs that I listen to too that I like, uh, especially when I'm on a run or something, I'll listen to the same thing one over and over again. And it's like, you know what though? It's, it helps. It helps. Like it helps. Like I don't have to think about what the next song is that's coming up. It doesn't distract me, but there's enough there. And then, then I can sort some things out in my head, whether it's uh, whatever I'm doing. So Awesome. I like that personalized self-care and then embracing that and figuring that out. That's, it's like a, it's like a nice messy problem. There you go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. So uh, for me, I'm going to connect, I'm going to jump right off that one. For me, the one thing that's helped me teach better, it's related to staying fit and self-care, but it's the Nike run club app. So I, I think I've become a runner. So think of taking on the identity of a runner this, uh, this season and uh, just for some reason, just wanted to start getting back into it and put on the app and just started doing a um, half marathon training plan, even though I have no plans for a half marathon in the near future. 
Um, maybe the one in Springfield, Illinois, but anyway, that's a Lincoln one. It's, it's fun. We've yeah. done it a lot, but anyway, um, but that app, has taught me some about teaching. So like one, it's self-care, like running. And when I'm running, I'll listen to my song over and over again, and I'll, I'll sort some things out. But on the other side, that app actually has a number of ways to teach that I'm learning about remote teaching. There's, there's people that are teaching me in that app. They have never met me before. They have no interactions with me, but they have structured things in a way that I now say, like, I am a, I am a runner, like I'm a runner. And like there's uh, different types of runs that they put you on. Like, hey, run out as far as you can for 12 minutes using this kind of level of pace. They give you like a number, like at a six level of effort out of 10 and then run back and see if you can run back at the same amount that you, you ran out 12 minutes, run the same distance back in 11 minutes. And it's like, oh, it's a little challenge, a little bit. And it's like all these different ways that they're the, either the messages that they're saying in these like guided runs or the way that they've structured the runs, these different types of, where it's like, oh, I feel like, a run, and I'm trying to, and, and this is for a project that we're doing, trying to think like, what are these connections between, um, you know, this kind of performance-based sort of thing? Like I'm, I'm kind of building on my own abilities as a runner to try to get better at running. And I'm not really competing against anybody, but I'm just trying to get better. And how can we bring some of those same sort of, messages and techniques and strategies into a math classroom like for example i'm thinking more about like um you know those mad minutes and stuff like that that we see with kids and like we do as many multiplication or addition problems as you can on this sheet of 100 in, in two minutes and it's like how do we bring some of those same things to where no matter what like even though i'm a runner but i'm i'm a really slow runner but i'm still feel like i'm a runner like even though i'm slow compared to others and so how do we bring some of those same things? Like, how do I bring, I, even though my abilities are different, if I compare them directly with somebody else, but I still feel like I am a doer of mathematics. And so I'm learning some things. I'm trying, I'm still sorting. I'm in the middle of sorting these things out, but that Nike run club app has taught me something about teaching. All right, there we go. How's that? Back Good. at you. Back I to like you. <laughs> um, so this kind of actually relates to one of the podcast episodes. Um, and one of my grad school classes, we read the culture code by Daniel. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think that's episode 53. Nice. But it's on Apple podcasts mm -hmm. um, with Earl Bell from uh, yes. Oxford middle school. Yes. Yes. And, um, it was one of the first books we like, I started the semester with that. We knew, I didn't know anybody in that. I mean, I knew people in that class, like we didn't really know each other um like and so we started it and we just read like the first chapter which i think is the good apples and bad apples i think mm -hmm. is one of the first chapters in that book and we were kind of just brought with this challenge of like are you going to be a good apple on this team or are you going to be a bad apple on this team and what is that going to look like and so it, it kind of like struck me i was like whoa <laughs> this is how we're starting are we going to be a good team member or bad team member are we gonna <laughs> yeah. add value are we just trying to get attention from this like there was a lot of questions kind of stirring in that and it's crazy to think back now at where the group of people um because we all have the pretty much the same classes how close we are now and thinking back to the beginning we because I got told before grad school started that to be able to fully learn everything you learn in grad school you need to find ways to apply it because application is how you can truly learn something instead of just reading it. So find ways to apply what you're reading. And I feel like 
my group of people in my grad school classes, we found ways to apply what we were reading in that class in our own group. And it was cool to see how much that made us grow as a community and how much we learned from each other. So it didn't matter which way our groups would split up if we worked on a group project. We knew how to collaborate with each other because we knew everybody's strengths and weaknesses and how to build each other up. And we had just built this culture of the class where everyone mattered and everyone had a voice and it was so cool to see. And it made me think back to, there's an um, example in the book about Pixar where Mm -hmm. someone who works in the coffee shop um, got told you're a Pixar producer, even though like you're, you're working in the coffee shop, you're a Pixar producer. And then she ended up becoming like, she works on really um, big movies for Pixar. And it was like, everyone doesn't matter where we are now or where we come from. Like we are, all at this level and we are all working together. And so it was cool to see how much we grew together and how much we learned to collaborate with each other because um, I have always seen the, like I learned a lot of the value of collaboration in my student teaching and during undergrad, but to see it in a professional setting too and see how much of an impact that had on my own work and each other's work and then our group work I just learned a lot about collaborating through that book and um, through my peers. So I would, then I'm going to echo that one because I think that book keeps coming up over and over again. And I, and I keep talking about it too. And it, the one where he talks about structuring these like um, collisions, productive collisions. And it's like, if you have great people together and you, then you construct places where you're, they're going to interact with each other. Right. So like having common spaces with good snacks or whatever, just like that people are, are going to be crossing paths. And if you have people crossing paths, like good things are going to happen. And I think that's one thing we missed during the pandemic when people were isolated and you you only had and what we found out and what I found out was like I only had these I had lots of meetings over Zoom. So I felt like I'm connecting, but it wasn't like they weren't these unstructured interactions where good stuff can happen. I remember when I finally went back to the office for the first time in a while and ran across a couple of people. Like I had like three things come up like, Hey, these are some product, these, some things that we're going to be, we could do together, like, or interactions about a grad student or whatever. Like they were like, this wouldn't have happened without this, like these physical kind of, well, they weren't clear. I wasn't like walking to people in the hallway, but you get what I mean. Like these like interactions that we had, because of being in the same, a similar, or the same physical space. So, um, and I, I think that idea is fleshed out in the culture code about how important that is. But I mean, I've seen it, I've seen how important it is. And so that's, that's a good one. So I'm gonna, I'm piggybacking off you on that one. So if, I don't know, you can call that cheating or not, but I'm just, <laughs> yeah, no, I agree I, though. I agree a lot. Cause, um, there are definitely times, um, like, just, like me and Hannah would have all these ideas, and Hannah, another grad assistant, Hannah, another grad assistant yep. at mm-hmm. the university who I do a lot of things with, um, we would have these ideas and it was a lot easier to just walk down the hall and ask Dr. Monroe, like, do you think this is crazy? And then she'll be like, no, that's a great idea. Cause she always <laughs> says that, but, yeah. um, there was a lot of just like, or we'd walk down the hall and see other grad students. And that's when we would come up with ideas for group work. So yeah, I think a lot of just that like random, that randomness, messiness worked in our favor. Nice. All right. I think it's back to you. Back to me. Okay. Um, (laughs) This semester and like this, like coming up year, um, 
it was a lot of very new things. It was a lot of change and a lot of, um, I'm making decisions for myself now. And we read a book before the semester started called fish. And I can't remember what the author name is. Um, yeah, it, it, we did it on this <laughs> podcast with uh, Tom yes. Andrews long ago. Um, really good book. Um, but it was just like, you choose your attitude when you go into something. And I felt like I lacked a lot of confidence when I first started grad school. And I was like, I can either go into here having the attitude of you're lacking confidence, or I can go in here and have the attitude of you're going to do great. And you're just going to do as best as you can and see what happens. And just what you always say, like remain open-handed and see what happens and see if you can grow in this. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. And so I went the first day and we had our first meeting and you were like, you want to do this? And I was just like, yeah. And in my head, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) I don't even remember what it was you had asked me to do. And I think it was when you first showed me um, your Google sheets for your class. And I remember feeling very overwhelmed, but I didn't show it. And I just kind of was like, I'm going to have the attitude that I know absolutely what I'm doing. (laughs) And so, but I think a lot of that has given me confidence to say yes in other things that I don't think I normally would have because I'm like, I, if I have the attitude that I can do this and I can try it and I might make a few mistakes along the way, but I can try it, then that's going to be really powerful for me because I'm going to learn so much through those experiences. And so even with like starting different projects or I wrote a group science paper with a group of people on a topic that we were not comfortable with, but we were like, we're just going to go for it. And so like just finding more ways to have confidence and yes, I think was one of the things that I learned a lot from that book of just like, if you choose your attitude, then when you say yes, you can have confidence in that. Yes. Because you know, you're going into it with the right attitude. So I like that. Yeah. Yeah. We did that book with uh, Tom Andrews and that was one of my favorite episodes. Uh, right before the pandemic actually happened. I remember, mm-hmm. but um, he, uh, but he's someone that was just poured into us. He was my um, superintendent for our, when I first got hired at Sockbury high school and he was just an amazing guy, but like one of those things where his attitude permeated everything that he did. And like, you felt, you felt it in the building when he was in like, just, just one of those amazing, but again, similar sort of thing where he, he jumped at the opportunity to try and, and actually go to the Pike place fish market and jump in and, and try to do that. But it was like, of course he did. <laughs> it's an amazing guy. Um, <laughs> awesome. That's great. Um, and, but I'll also say too, and just as a reflection back, I need like, you know, during this time that you, I don't think you're saying, and cause I've seen you not do this. You're not saying say yes to everything and just be confident and go forward is like, when you say yes, you say yes with authority, but then it's not like you're saying yes to everything. Like I've asked you to do things and you're like, no, it's not the time. Like it's, I can't, can't do that right now. And like, great. I mean, that was excellent. But the fact is like your yes means something. And then with, when you say yes, you have this confidence behind it. Like, so just, just want to iterate that. That's, it's very, it's good. It's healthy. It's very good. All right. right. So another thing, so this is my third thing. We're on number three is book clubs. And so over this past year, well, since the pandemic, it did a bunch of book clubs, either through the teaching math teaching podcast. And then we started doing them through, um, uh, through the school of education. We tried to do some professional development opportunities using book clubs and, and, and it's book club slash professional development is that there's teachers have a need for that. If it's, um, and sometimes I, I guess 
and and that does maybe that's not surprising for people, but sometimes I think like, okay, you've just taught, you have all this, um, you've done all this uh, teaching, you've expended all this energy. Like, do you really want to then do a book club about, you know, some aspect of teaching after all that? And it, and we, I've done it multiple times a semester and I've done it, you know, during the pandemic too, we did a lot of things over zoom and it was amazing the amount of energy and excitement people had for doing it. And even though like it's, you know, people say it's stressful and I just like was wondering why, like why, it, why were people, and it's like, there is a desire for people to learn and grow and also for adults to talk to adults. And so even if it is about teaching and so there was this need that it filled and it was some exciting conversations, some former grad assistants were part of some of those book clubs and this getting the opportunity to like, again, as, uh, as John Staley would say, who is a friend and he's been a collaborator on some podcasts, he would say, get cool with math or get cool with teaching is like, just to, you know, not, I would say nerd out, but he was like, get cool with it. And like, and just talk to great people about growing in this thing that you all are passionate about in a space where it is kind of a little bit separate from the context that you're doing it. There is a need for that. There is a desire for that. And, and just that, that was eye-opening to me because again, we, we still facilitated them. We desired to do them and wanted people to do them, but then seeing how people reacted to them in such a way, it was like, Oh, it's kind of eye-opening. So anyway, that was, the book clubs or professional development opportunities like that there's a need for those things that people want to do that. So yeah, there's another one. Cool. Um, okay. So my next one, right? Yep. My next one. Um, it's just kind of, I feel like kind of basic, but I honestly got a lot of value from building relationships with the students and the classes that I got to help teach this semester. So the two sections of the math course that you taught that I just kind of helped out in. Um, and I feel like I got pretty close with quite a few of them. And there was a lot of times where I would be very tired at 8 a.m. But I was like, no, like I want to talk to them. I want to get to know them. I want to learn from them in the same way that Hopefully they can learn something from me. And there was just a, a, by the end of it, I was like, I have built some really strong relationships in these classes. And I've learned so much from watching them learn how to teach. And it taught me how to be a better teacher to see how um, some of them are so ready and willing to try new things and be really bold in their creativity and teaching and um just see what happens. And like, I'd always wanted to be like that. And I think a lot of times I struggle with that. So just, I think being able to build that trust with them and see that trust really play out in the class where they were really able to try new things was really cool to see this semester. So. Nice. And, you know, just to piggyback on that um, one resource that I think I don't ever want to do a class without again is the um we did these virtual we call them name tents even though they didn't have to be virtual but um they're we call them conversation grids yeah so mm -hmm. in previous iterations of the podcast i think uh we talked about with jen wolf when she talked about teaching online better that was uh the summer post pandemic um when we were coming back into in 20 yeah the fall of 2020 anyway we talked about these um you usually put them on a name tent. So a name tent is like an index card that's folded in half. And then on the back of it, 
you would put like these um, responses, like have students put responses to the prompt on half of the card. And on the other half, you would, as a teacher, write a response to it. Like, hey, if you had could have dinner with two people in history, who would that be? Right. And then you'd they'd put their response, you put a response back or what were some of the ones we have? If you have a, what, a billion dollars? What charity to, would you donate to? What, yeah. And why yeah. that was high opening on, you know, some people and some of the things going on in their families or some of their history or whatever, uh, or things that they really care about. Um, and sharks, your, from sharks to St. Jude's, right? So yeah, <laughs> great. Um, what was another one that we had? Um, uh, what was your favorite day or what has been oh, your favorite yeah, yeah. day of your life? That was a cool one favorite day and then and so we did all this with uh within google docs and so there's a shared document so we got to see what their responses were and we got to give her an answer back to them um and just i the, it took time right and so you took some and i took some but we all were looking at them and sometimes it's like hey what's a question you have for me and just any question could be like what's i think what was it what was your favorite scented candle to why do you want to be a teacher why are you teaching teachers like all sorts of different questions. And then some had questions for you. What were the, some of the questions that you got? A lot of mine were about grad school or some of them were very random. Like, where do you buy all your clothes? Or there, <laughs> there was lots of random ones. Don't ask me that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you stay organized? But yeah, a lot of them are mainly like, why did you choose teaching? Why did you decide to go to grad school immediately? Which I think is a really, it's a question you struggle with a lot when you're an undergrad yeah. in your senior year of like, do I go straight to grad school? So it was good to have that interaction too. Yeah. And so like some of those answers, I mean, and, and again, some of those questions had the same answers to it, but so you could, you know, it, you kind of had them ready to go, but with two fairly large sections of a course and having to respond to all those. And it's like, did the investment pay off? And I think it did. I mean, I, I, I had a really good feeling for this class in regards to relationships and knowing people, you know, in knowing details beyond their name and their major, right. And being able to like, connect things to them or, you know, building those sorts of um, connections between folks and seeing like how they have things in common or the relationships outside of the class and whatever and whatnot. And so all those, all that investment, you know, you talk about relationships, I think paid off where we tried to get people to do the best that they could with the, with the skills and abilities they had and learn to learn how to teach math that they felt like they're in within their identity was I'm a teacher of mathematics. And so using that information to build relationships in order to best teach them. I think, I think it paid off. It felt like it paid yeah. off. And that, and I think that's one of those things that led to it. Yeah. And I, it was interesting because I was on the student side of a conversation grid and then on the teacher side of a conversation grid in the context of the same class, you know? Uh -huh. And so I remember when I was a student in the class, like you had put me in connection with someone that told me a lot of information that I was looking for for my future. And so then to be on the student side of it and to be able to see, like, I know this can have some really, um, good impact. So like, I wanted to invest just as much. So it was cool to see it from both perspectives too. Yeah. And that was, and that was kind of cool. That was something I forgot about, but then you said, Hey, because of this, you know, connection you made, I'm now doing this in my future. I'm like, Oh, wow. Really? <laughs> like, or I got information that I needed in order to facilitate mm -hmm. doing this thing in the future. And so like, and again, it's one of those things where you know, that relationship is, is helping people like do facilitate these future opportunities which is fantastic great all right mm -hmm. so that was four for you for me um you know it's trying to think about i had a conversation with um 
someone that's above me at the university. And they were talking about like the, the knowledge that gets built up and to value it. And so one thing was about the knowledge of like, Hey, doing these podcasts. And like, I've learned a lot about uh, podcasting and even to see like the idea of sharing the golden nuggets. And we talked about it with the article earlier, but being able to create a platform that you can share things like we're doing here, or, um, you know, just kind of a lot of random stuff on learning to teach better of under the umbrella of learning to teach better or else more focused on the teaching math teaching podcast or the teacher's journey, which you were a, a guest on as well. And sharing stories of teacher development, like that knowledge matters. Like er, er, that knowledge can is powerful for certain reasons. So like, you know, if somebody else is going to go start a podcast, like it take them a while. It takes them a learning curve. And I mean, they'd figure it out, but the fact that I have that stored up and that's a, something to value and so thinking about what are the assets that kids have stored up that maybe they don't even recognize, right? That they've, there's things that they have within them that are these definite assets that they can then use to help others. And so trying to use like the ability to podcast to help others, that's kind of the point. But we as, as teachers, thinking about what are the assets that people have? We had a student in one of our classes and she's teaching in a school that has kind of a rural identity and she loves the outdoors and everything. And that, and that asset is something that she can then use in her teaching and like making connections with those students, getting them to pay more attention to her in class and then using some of those contexts and problems and like, you know, helping them see like, Hey, these are assets that you have in order that help you not only makes up who you are, but then helps you make the teacher that you are to be. And so, I don't know, some of those things are, are, you know, is, is one of the things I needed to hear for myself where some like, Hey, you have this thing, you can use that thing. You should do that thing. Not everyone has that thing. And so helping in that, it seems kind of like a, it's hard to grab a hold of, but it's like, it's that this asset based perspective of students. And like, I've talked about that on the pod, but like being reminded of that, having someone point that out in me and then thinking about how can I help point that out in others? That was a, a big thing for me um, this semester, this year as well. Yeah. All right. One more. Okay. My last one is definitely different direction. Um, I got to do a virtual teachers across borders thing this semester with the university of Calgary, um, which is the university of Canada. And it was students from Canada and Spain and Brazil and the United States. And we got on these zoom calls for three hours on Saturdays. Wow. It was like four or five Saturdays, I think. And it was a few of us from University of Mississippi and then those places as well. And I was a little skeptical at first. I'm like, three hours on a Saturday. Um, yeah, I don't know about this. Right. <laughs> I love teaching, but I also love Saturdays, you know. <laughs> um, but I got so much from it. And in, in, in the moment, I was like, I am so tired. But in the end, when I look back on it, there was just so many different perspectives, which was really cool because um, we all did these different presentations. So we all got to give our different perspectives based on where we're from on teaching, which was really impactful. But we also had these really cool guest speakers come. And there was one talking about like the power of storing storytelling for indigenous people and um, how impactful that was. And I remember right after that class was when Dr. Keskid, who you just did a podcast episode with recently, um, showed you his article and it was all storytelling and like how impactful, like his, his story had so much more of an impact because of the way he told it. And 
So like, how do we incorporate that in the classroom? And then talking one of the other, it was really crazy. One of the other guest speakers talked about how to use, um, oh my gosh, why can't I think of the word? Um, improv, oh, like yeah, yeah. using improv mm-hmm. in the classroom and how cool that was. And then you talked about um, the book from Erica Halverson about like how the arts can save education yes. and like, mm-hmm. like the improv. And it was so cool to see like all the connections from like where I was and then also from people around the world sharing and like how much we grew from that. And I was like, whoa, like by the end of it, I was like, it's so cool to see all the connections and how much like I'm able to learn from so many different perspectives about the same thing. Cause we talked about this recently about like how we can get information from experts, but a lot of the value can come from learning about what the experts are saying to you through your peers. And I feel like that experience, like I got so many different resources from experts, but then we were able to take a step back and learn from peers while they were in Brazil. Like it was just cool to see like how we were able to learn together through that. So that was really cool experience. How'd you get connected with that? Like, how'd you even know about that situation? (laughs) Um, Well, I know the university, like the school of ed university has a partnership with university of Calgary. And so the Dean was looking for people. And so he had told um, Hannah about it. So then Hannah, that was the first time she met me actually was to tell me about that. And then, so I met with him and we got connected. So, yeah. Yeah. Dr. Thurston here at the University of Mississippi has a is Canadian, so yeah, has <laughs> a connection, definitely. Awesome. Um, I get my uh, my final thing, and it is slipping through my head right now. Oh yes, you reminded me of it when you were talking about um, about Erica Halverson, who is a former mentor, one of my uh, uh, on my dissertation committee, and that was getting to interact with her on one of the podcast episodes uh reminded me of of a lot of and and then also I had a trip up to Wisconsin where I went to see my nephew play as one of his final varsity football game it was his final regular season varsity football game he actually made the playoffs which I wouldn't know when I was uh playing football at the same school we never made the playoffs so I didn't (laughs) even know what that's like anyway so I was going up to see him and I went, I went solo, just, it was, just was going up and down, um, kind of in a crazy, uh, uh, 48 hour sort of situation, but had a chance to stop at some former mentors, um, homes to talk with them on the way back. And so had a chance to talk to Joe Dye, who's been a guest on the podcast. Alice Udvari Solner has been a guest on the podcast. Meg Meyer, who has not been a guest on the podcast, but I hope, but I've talked about her on the podcast. And it made me, these were people that when I was basically your age, like they poured into me, they gave me golden nuggets. And so uh, some of them, I've had a chance to talk with them on the, again, on the podcast and, and like, Hey, these people are awesome. And they were awesome in my life. They're awesome in my development as a teacher. And I want to share their awesomeness with others. And that was something that, you know, I thought about, that's something that I just wanted to do. But then I thought like reconnecting with my mentors. And so like, you know, Allison and Joe, I talked to on the podcast and, but then sitting down in their homes and having a conversation on this trip, and then, then having a lot of driving in order to think about it, it just reminded me that those mentors were there when I was in kind of my infancy and in my as a teacher, and they poured into me at a certain point in time of, and, and they were kind of in where I am right now in my own career. So it's like, they were at where I am right now. And then I was 
kind of where you were, you are now. And, but now they're retired or retiring. Actually, Alice has just retired. Joe has been retired, but he keeps teaching. He just loves it. Um, and Meg has been retired, but she's still teaching too in, in, in different ways. And so what, what now, like, it's like, what would they want to, what would they have told themselves at my point in my career? And like, just to reconnect with mentors and like had some conversations, but I want to keep going back to them. And then also to other folks and think, cause there's things I still want to do in my career and I don't know how to do it. Like I, I want to, uh, I got a book, but I want to figure out how to finish that. I want to figure out maybe like, what do I do? What are some other things like some project wise, like or leadership wise, or, you know, it's just, I wonder about direction and things like that and, and still needing mentorship and not thinking like I've got the whole world figured out. Cause I definitely, definitely don't. And so reconnecting with mentors who, you know, they were there with me in a certain season and, and seeing what they have to say about this certain season. And then maybe also looking for other mentors as well. And just never, I have been just so blessed with good mentors in my life and just also thinking about too, how can I be a better, a, a good mentor as well? And so that's, that's something about this, the value of mentorship, reconnecting with mentors, um, and then seeing also like, what are the needs that I have for mentoring? And then what needs could I fill in mentoring? And so that's, that's my, uh, that's my final thing. So. That's cool. It's good. Yeah. It's cool too, to, um, cause I feel like I've learned so much, um, from like you and other professors at the university. Like I had an interaction recently with Dr. Pryor on my last day. And she was so excited when I told her about my plans for the future. And like, she immediately was like, okay, I'm going to send you this Google doc about job interview questions. And then we're <laughs> going to work on it together. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, so it's cool to see, like, I feel like it's, it's exciting to have good mentors that are willing to constantly give you so much, so many golden nuggets constantly. Yeah. It's really cool. Exactly. All right. So <laughs> excellent. So we're continuing to talk about the golden nuggets. And so I, I actually said that there's a, we're going to do a quick countdown of the top five uh, Amazon planet podcast episodes. So I have the ones in regards to downloads, but you actually came up with your own top five lists. Yeah. It'd be weird if I came up with my own, given that I was on them all, but uh, what, what would, so do you want me to go do my list first? Or you want to do your list? Um, you can go first this time. All right. So for, and, Here's the thing. Right at the beginning of this year, I switched podcast uh, um, servers, I guess, like the, the, the basically the company that houses my podcast. So I really have a list of how what are the top downloads from this past year. And so and, and what's surprising, some of them are ones that I actually we kind of started at zero with all podcasts. So if anything got um, so this is just the number of downloads for this past year. We'll see what the tops are The the. Uh, number five, we'll go in reverse order was the one I did with Natalie Hobson. It's, uh, about the equity brief that we wrote. And we, we talked Natalie Hobson and I from Sonoma's first university. We talked about, um, that just this equity, uh, brief that we created for every learner everywhere. That was, that was a great conversation. Um, she comes from a math, a math professor perspective. I'm from a math teacher educator perspective. Uh, the next one was storytelling with Dave Waddell, who is a, a character. And we talked about 
uh, how he used storytelling in in his teaching, and he did it through authoring many books. And so we talked about that. The, this one was a surprise because it was one from an earlier episode, but that keeps getting downloaded a lot was about the Dream Keepers by Gloria Latson Billings. That had uh, a lot of downloads, given that it was, again, one of the older episodes. Um, it's like a couple of years ago. It's one of in the first, uh, I think it was the 20s, something, in the 20s or something like that. Anyway, it's, uh, but we talked about her book, The Dream Keepers. It actually is going to be coming out in a, new edition in the near future. So stay tuned for that. And then, um, uh, then my episode with John Staley talking about the power of organization. So John Staley was the former president of NCSM, which uh, talks about math ed leadership. And so he and I were just talking about the power of organizations. And then, and that's also a place where mentorship can happen is that you're getting to a place where there's great people that are all kind of organized around the similar of whatever the organization is, that you can then dive deep into. So if it, whether it's NCSM or another organization I am a part of is AMTE, the Association of Mathematics Teacher Educators, like to get in with those people knowing like, hey, here's our commonality. Now let's go deep in on that. And so organizations really have some power from that way. And then the top episode is the one with Joe Dye. It's a recorded teaching celebration with Joe Dye. And that it's exciting that that one was the most downloaded because I think about him more often than about anybody with regards to learning how to teach better. Cause he's still trying to figure it out. He's still, he's retired, but he's still teaching. Uh, he's supporting teachers. Uh, he, he's working in the school district, uh, you know, a limited number of hours cause he's retired, but still, he's trying to still figure out how to get better. And it's, it's awesome. So anyway, all right. You had some, uh, a top list here. Yes. Um, is it a top five? What is, is it? Four? I just like, like wrote down five and now I'm like sitting here. I'm like, Oh, I don't know that I can put these in an order of five. Okay. They're uh, random <laughs> order. Not, not in a random not in a top order. order. I don't know that I can put them. And some of them are very um, mentioned, but the one with Dr. Keskin, um, the how to love your neighbor episode. Yes. I actually listened to that one on my way um, to Byram yesterday from Oxford. I was like, wow. First of all, he's just a funny guy, but um, <laughs> he, it was, it was true. Like when he was saying, like, I don't think his message would have been received as much if he didn't tell it in the way that he told it mm, and yeah, like the yeah. way that he had his stories. Um, and then how the arts can save education by Erica Halverson. First of all, she just sounds so intelligent and I strive to be like that one day. <laughs> um, but but she intelligent, also, but she doesn't like over, like no. it's, it's, it's mm -hmm. not over jargony. Like it's like in real yes. language. Yeah. Go Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, you're good. Um, but it was like intelligent in the way that she's so passionate about what she's talking about. Mm -hmm. And you can tell that in everything that she says and that everything has an impact. And so that was really cool. Um, and then the episode for joyful learning, it was super cool to hear the origin of that book. Cause we use it so much. We in do classes. from Alice. <laughs> Alice, you've yes. already Yes. Yes. And then I started using some of those strategies, even in my grad school presentations. And like, it was super cool. And I got lots of good feedback from it. So I just, I just love that book in general. So, um, and then the unpacking the culture code with Earl Bell. Um, I just love that book. And it was crazy how much that book had an impact on me this semester too. Um, and then the last one is the rough draft thinking with Ooh, nice. Dr. Amanda Jensen, which was actually, I think the first one you did this year. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I talked about this in the other podcast, the teacher's journey podcast, but like rough draft thinking was the 
the first time I'd heard it was in one of your classes. And it was one of the first times we had to write objectives. And I had just switched from computer science and had no idea what I was doing. Absolutely no idea. And so, but I like to be, I struggle with this a lot. I like to act like I know what I'm doing a lot of the times. And so it's, it's kind of scary to admit to yourself that you don't know what you're doing for me at least. And so, but the whole purpose of rough draft thinking is you have to start somewhere. And so like, if you put something down and there's something to edit, and I definitely still struggle with this because I'm just like, I'll write something. I'm like, okay, rip me apart. It's going to be awful. (laughs) Um, But I put something down and then it got fixed and it got better. And so I think that's something I'm still, we're still working on, but impactful. Giving yourself permission to have unfinished thinking and Mm -hmm. like, and, and that's good. And, and especially when we talk about in our class, the, we just got done teaching, we talk about messy tasks and like, and just in its name alone, it's going to be a little bit of a mess. It's going to take a little while to, to, to unravel it and clean it up a little bit in order to, Hey, what do we, what, what's the math here? And so it's kind of, it's kind of crucial to have the permission to be incorrect or have, you know, unfinished thinking. So excellent. Yeah. Love it. All right. We've looked back, Kayla. Now we got to look forward. And so how are you seeking to teach better in 2022? You want me to answer first? Or you want to go first? Um, I can go first. Get the fear <laughs> out of the way. Um, you, can't, you can't have your face covered while you're... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when I first read this question, I was like, oh, shoot. Because I looked at... I was thinking about what my next year looks like. And my next year looks like I have one more semester of grad school And I'm in the process and it's looking pretty hopeful of me teaching in South Korea after I graduate. Very exciting. And so in the span of one year, all of that's going to happen. And so that's very scary. And then I started to ask myself, why is that so scary? And it's because I think I'm putting, I put this expectation of myself of like, okay, you have all this education that you've done for all these years, go prove that it did something basically. And I'm like, and so then I thought back to, I was like, why do I have that? And how can I change that? And you say this all the time. I feel like all of mine always relates back to one of these um, of like remaining open-handed. And that can be true even in my first year of teaching, even though I'm going to do it in South Korea. (laughs) Um, But like remaining open-handed. And that's the whole point of that experience is to just dive deep into a different culture and learn from it and experience it and grow from it. And so Honestly, I think just for me of like not putting the expectation of myself of having to be perfect. And I think even if I was teaching here in the States that I would say the same thing to myself, like it's your first year, like you're going to make mistakes. It's going to be a learning experience. And there's a lot of excitement and fear in that, but doing, even though it's not going to be in the States, there's still so much value that I'm going to be able to learn from that first year. And so just trying things and being brave and bold and starting somewhere. So, yeah. Yeah. I always wonder like the people that you, well, and everyone struggles in their first year of teaching and like, it's like, what do you, what do you expect? <laughs> you know, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard <laughs> just with anything. It's like, it's going to be hard. And, but it's almost like rough draft thing. Like you give yourself, a, like I am an unfinished teacher. Like I am not a, a finished product. And so yeah. And then especially too, then thinking about going into a different culture and context, like that's going to be exciting though. I'm, I'm excited for you. So um, for me and seeking to teach better, I've got a lot of opportunities for leadership 
this coming year. And so teaching, teaching is about trying to develop a relationship between someone and some content, right? And so I think of leading uh, as teaching as a brand of leadership. Leadership is about influencing people. Teaching is about influencing people to develop a relationship with content. So becoming a better leader is going to help me to become a better teacher. So I need, I'm in, and I know I'm, I have certain roles I'm going to be fulfilling in this next year, years to come that I need to, I need to get a little bit better at. And so, cause sometimes I think um, we're, we're both Enneagram ones that it's easy to make, you know, take our little world and, and kind of influence it and, and try to do the best thing we can, but then to branch out is, is something else. And so that's it. Yeah. Trying to like, think about those leadership skills and, and what am I doing and what, how am I, de- you know, and, and thinking again, if, if, when you can, when you associate leadership and teaching, you talk about building relationships, you talk about staying fit, you talk about remaining open hand, all those, all those same things that we talk about in our class and in my teaching is like the same thing you need to do here, but now thinking about it from an organizational standpoint. And so um, like John Staley talked about the power of organizations, they're very powerful, but like the leadership needs to be solid, right? Need, especially, I mean, goodness gracious with, I'm just thinking about some of the organizations that have had to pivot um, on their conferences and all the different things that they do where they're, when it was a face-to-face sort of experience to now doing online experiences and thinking about how they did that well. I mean, there's some, you could see like, and even to a, at our institution, like the leadership, if the leadership is solid, like lots of good things happen. Then you hear about some nightmare stories about where the leadership was not solid. And so for me, my growth in my teaching is going to be really thinking about that influencing others and thinking about the the leadership aspect of it. And a lot of that points back to, and something I learned a lot when I was in grad school, right about at your age, was thinking about the idea of servant leadership was about, you know, thinking about how best, how serving others in order that they can then serve others. And it's almost like, that's almost like an exponential or a pay it forward sort of situation where if I do a good job at being a servant leader, then the people I'm leading can do a better job at serving, at leading and serving others and so, and so on and so forth, which really is a good thing for teaching. When you think about the kind of teaching that we like to do, where it's, it's not a, Hey, sit down, shut up and listen to me. It's a, no, we're going to develop a, create an environment for good things to happen. And so the same thing, I think there's some lessons to be learned there. So anyway, that's, that's me trying to think about 2022. That's hard to think about, right? That's when you, you're, I'm going to, well, do you even write checks? Do you write checks? Have you written a yes, check? Yes, I do. Okay. You do write mm-hmm. check. Okay. So you're going to, I'm going to make a mistake on some checks and continue to write 2021. Cause it just <laughs> felt like we just started writing 2021. I don't know about you. I remember doing that in elementary school too. Like, Oh shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And I, well, and I already did it cause I already thought, well, I was fast forwarding myself. I already thought I had an expired driver's license, but it just turns out I was reading it wrong. It's, it's my, my license expires in 2022. So I'm all good. Good for another, another year. All right. Anything else that we want to say before we close out? I think that's it. I hope not. It's not too much. Well, <laughs> I know I've, I've had a, a great end of the year with you helping me in, in class and being a good partner, a good teaching partner. So I appreciate you, Kayla. I appreciate you coming on this episode of the Animal Planet podcast. And I look forward to seeing you again in 2022. Thank you. I'm excited. <laughs> All right, there it is. I'm just so happy that Kayla was able to join me for this episode. She's she's a delight and so glad. And, and just as a, a very new teacher, she's 
uh, pretty seasoned with regards to thinking about her own teaching. So just glad that she was willing to join me. And I'm looking forward to another semester of teaching with her and at the University of Mississippi. And also just looking forward to what she's going to be doing in her future classrooms. It's going to be kind of exciting. So that is all we have for this episode of the Amazon Planet Podcast. The show notes for this episode can be found at amazonplanet.com forward slash episode 65. If you want the link to the article, the article can be found on my website. There's uh, links on social media that go to the NCTM site, but I'm able to put the article on my own website so you can actually read it if you want. So you can go to the show notes, amazonplanet.com forward slash episode 65. And also... There's a lots of other things that were mentioned on this podcast, lots of other uh, resources and links. And I started to accumulate or try, you know, like make a list of all the different links. But rather than that, I have a link to the article and then I have a search box. So just take the keywords that you heard that you want to listen to. So like, for example, if you want to look at listen to the episode about culture code, um, with that I talked about with Earl Bell. That was an episode that we mentioned a lot in this episode. You just type in uh, culture code and you can find that episode. Or you can just look wherever you found podcast, wherever you get podcasts, you can find, uh, you can do a search and find that Amazon Planet culture code and you'll, it'll pop up. So just use those keyword search skills and, and you should be just fine. So Anyway, thank you for a great year. Uh, I was just talking uh, to my son about you know the podcast, and it's I'm just very thankful. Since started doing uh, releases of every week, the number of downloads are just increasing every single month, and just very thankful for everyone um, support and listening and sharing and everything that you're doing with the podcast. And just uh, I'm looking forward to a new a, a great things in the new year. And we got some some things planned, and and just look forward to sharing things with you again, sharing more golden nuggets, right? So if you're looking for ways to support, you can, again, subscribe, rate, and review. Um, I think that even Spotify might be doing some reviews now. So if you want to do that, you can, uh, or ratings. I don't know. I think I, I think I read something like that. So if it, if it isn't happening now, it'll be, it should be happening in the near future. But wherever you find the podcast, if you can rate or review it, please do that. You can also share it. Share it so if you hear something that, hey, maybe somebody else that I know needs to hear what was said in, in some episodes, go ahead and send it to them. You can use those little... They look like little squares with an arrow coming out of it on your device, and you can send them an email, send it through a text message, whatever um, the podcast episode. So greatly, uh, we're very grateful for anyone that does any sharing. And so you can also uh, subscribe to the Amazon Planet Download. We're trying to get a little bit more active with that. But anyway, we're trying to share free or freely available uh, professional development um, opportunities haven't seen a lot lately, but I think those will kick back up in the new year. So if you want to do that, you can go to AmazonPlanet.com. There's lots of places to join the email list. Just hit that one of those buttons. And the next time we send one out, you will get that in your e- inbox. And you can also follow at Amazon Planet on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Or you can also like uh, the Amazon Planet Facebook page. Again, the tag at Amazon Planet is uh, what you want to look for. Or the handle, not the tag. Uh, you can also check out the Amazon Planet store, the Amazon Planet bookshop. Links are in the footer at AmazonPlanet.com where you purchases support the production costs of the podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to this episode and every other episode from this past year of the Amazon Planet podcast. So thankful for all uh, all the people that are either finding value or, or seeking us out and, and just, uh, just lots of good stuff happening in 2021. And again, looking forward to 2022. Uh, thanks to Kayla Luke for sharing her time and expertise. Thanks to Matt Mifflin for uh, the music in this episode, as always. And finally, thank you to all of you out there who are seeking to teach better and be the good in the world by investing in the lives of others. This world is a better place because you have decided to use the gifts you have been given to serve others. Thank you for all that you do. Peace. <laughs>